Oh, we could, we could fly. Welcome to this new season of the Have a Cup of Jahani podcast. So I want to title this new season that I'm embarking on with I'm growing. So this is going to be the season of growth. And um, that's what I'm going to share with you throughout the season. So I thank you for coming over here and sitting with me. And I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. On today's episode of Have a Cup of Johnny, we are going to dissect the marketing campaign for Barbie. Are you ready? Let's get it. All right, so I did some digging. And when I say digging, I mean, I read one article. (laughs) But I'm also going to talk about the things that came through my purview, the things that I noted when it came to the marketing campaign for Barbie. So this is something that I am very curious. Now, don't come for me, people. I have not seen the movie yet, just like I haven't seen the other one, the Oppenheimer one. The Oppenheimer one, I'm less inclined to watch it. I have reasons as to why. And um, we can discuss that on another episode. But the Barbie one, I'm just really trying to save money and wait until things come through on the streaming side. And then I'll catch it then. But if one of these days it catches my fancy and I'm like, you know, yes, I want to use some of my disposable income for this. And yeah, let's, you know, let's do it. Why not? But as it's looking now, the way my budget is, it is going to be a wait until it comes down to streaming and then I'll catch it then. I'll be patient. Nevertheless, let's get into this marketing because I know, I know that unless you have been living under a rock, y'all know about the Barbie movie, but not just that. Y'all knew about the Barbie movie way before this movie came out. This marketing plan had me thinking, Like, when is this fucking movie going to come out? Like, is it almost about to be out? So let me explain. Usually, what I have seen from movies, even blockbuster, like, big-time movies, is that they start advertising it. By the time I, I see the advertisement, right, by the time it gets to the lowly folks over here on this, on this level of the world, it, it is just like the movie's about to be out in like a month or two, you know, sometimes even a few weeks. And that's by the time I see like the advertisement finally trickles all the way down to me. But not with Barbie. With Barbie, I was seeing Barbie shit like a whole year before this movie came out. I think I was seeing Barbie shit like as they were filming this movie with other movies, right? Because especially if they if they film everything outside or or most of their scenes is outside um, because we're a social media society now and we live in the internet and everybody has a phone, uh, then you see people, right? You see the actors and you see, right? They're going to get tagged and they're going to get discovered and then you're going to know all oh, they're filming something right here. And then you start digging and then, excuse me, you know what they're filming. But when it came to Barbie, the marketing, like intentional marketing for this movie started as they were filming. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind, right? Okay, let's go through this article. And the article that I'm reading is on Variety. 
And this is an article by Rebecca Rubin. Rubin. I don't see the accent there. So I'm going to say Rubin because this is usually how you pronounce it in Spanish. And the article is called Inside Barbie's Pink Publicity Machine, How Warner Brothers Pulled Off the Marketing Campaign of the Year. And boy, did they. And this was published July 23, 2023. So one of the things that I took away And let me preface before we get into this article, let me preface this by saying that I'm looking at this through um, the eyes of what can it do for me as I write, publish, and market my own books with the long-term goal of also publishing other people's books under my LLC, right? So I'm trying to learn from this because to me, the Barbie marketing is a success. like hands down a success. So I'm trying to break this down how it happened so that way I can learn from it because what do you know? Season three of Have a Couple of Giovanni is really the learning season, the growth season. So I definitely want to learn about this for my future projects. So one of the things that the article says in here is that it started early. It started very early on. And I was right about this. They started really as they were filming. So here's a question right here. It says, uh, the Variety article asks, when did you start to notice the Barbie marketing was resonating in a big way? And um, and they essentially said it was at Comic-Con in 2022, people. You see that 2022, this movie didn't come out until middle of 2023, right? This was in 2022. And they were saying that they just put out one single image of Barbie in a Corvette in Barbie land. That's all that they did was one image. And then uh, they explained in the article that months later, after seeing that image in Comic-Con and then months later seeing... um, the actors, Robbie, Margaret, and and Ryan filming in Santa Monica, people were able to put two and two together uh, because they saw them in the multicolor bright pink outfits in the beach. And then they kind of put two and two together and and it kind of, it had a momentum there, right? So what I take from that is that and if you're an author or you're you're thinking about it or you're really interested in understanding the inner works of, of uh, authorship and, and marketing, because I think whether you're published traditionally or indie, you, you are doing some sort of marketing for the books that you're writing. So I think for authors, what does that mean? That means that even when we when we starting the drafting process, like we should try to push out like a nugget, just a nugget, kind of like a teaser. That's how I look at it. Tease your readers, your fan base, or your potential readers about what you're embarking on. So the Barbie campaign did it with just one image. And I have seen on some of the big authors in in TikTok that it's just, one well-crafted image or or one well-crafted video with keywords there. And the keyword adds t- 
to the vibes of the book. And then it comes with the music too. So if it's something in the horror genre, then then we're we're listening to something kind of like terrifying, chilling. And then you see these dark images coming through in a flash. And then it's just that. But of course, it's not just that. It gets followed up with, with something else. And as I read this article in Variety, they had the same mentality, the same of let's give the audience, the fans, the potential audience nuggets here and there and and make it turn it into a snowball effect. And, and that's what happened here. And let me read this to you so that way you can see this can resonate with you. The question was, how much of the marketing was manufactured and how much took off organically? And this was their answer from the marketing team. We saw it as a breadcrumb strategy where we gave people little elements of the movie to stimulate curiosity. And that created conversation. In every campaign, there are elements of earned media, like social media buzz, and paid media, such as a trailer spot. We believe this brand had the opportunity to generate some exciting earned media. Some of the choices we made stimulated that. Then it did totally take on a life of its own. So they were very intentional of having pink as its theme color. And they were intentional of the small elements that they pushed out there to generate buzz in, in social media and to generate conversation. And I, and I think this is where kind of like art science kind of, you know, meets marketing where a team of people, or even if it's just one, one individual has to think strategically about this. What can I push out there to create this earned media element in social media? Uh, what can I push? Because especially when it comes to indie authors, right? Our budget is so limited. Not everything is going to be paid media. We exhaust all our resources, really, and we wouldn't have enough for the next book if everything that we do for a book is paid ads. And so we have to be intelligent when it comes to where we are pushing out the content and most importantly, what kind of content we are pushing out to create that that earned media, that social media buzz right there. So for the Barbie, they knew that pink was going to be a big thing. And and then I don't know if you remember, but they had filters on TikTok. They had uh, through social media, you had this background that you can use where it says this Barbie is a, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then they had the AI filter that will turn you into a Barbie. This created buzz for the film and they had people get super excited about this movie that when the movie came out, it, it's like you had no other thing to do. Like you were pushed up against the wall. You had to go see this movie because that's all that was being fed for the most part. It was Barbie, Barbie, Barbie. And and of course, so the movie 
from what I have read, because once again, I haven't seen it. I, I'm more interested in learning in this, in the marketing of it, because to me, it's just, it's so interesting. But the movie, the product that was advertised, back that advertisement up because it could have been a flop. It could have been like, oh my goodness, this movie, you know, $150 million to market it and it's a fucking flop, right? It sucked and blah, 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 right? It could have been that. But no, the movie back that up. The movie was a good movie. So that is also something that we have to think about. And that's why I say we have to be as as indie authors, right? Because I'm an indie author. I have to be very intentional on on how and what I I use paid media for. Um, because it's I, I just have limited amount, right? Of, of of resources when it comes to that. So I have to be very intentional because where I want to put most of my money in when it comes to that is really for the book cover because book covers do sell, sell books and in in editors. So I want to have enough to pay for a developmental round, um, a copy editing round, a line edit round, and lastly, a proofreading round. So I want to be able to have all that money there for that book so that way I can pay for those things. And then, then of course, for marketing. But I rely on marketing mostly on, on me. Are you ready to embark on a captivating journey of resilience and revelation? Get ready to immerse yourself in the extraordinary world of Isla Delgado, a nine-year-old girl who has experienced more than her fair share of trauma. Isla's life takes a dramatic turn when she's forced to live with her dad and his new wife for six months. Her anxiety intensifies as she becomes convinced that her stepmom is an evil witch. But Isla is determined to protect herself and expose her stepmom's true nature. As the gripping story unfolds, Isla discovers that things aren't always as they seem. People are saying, while the alarming trend of attempting to ban books continues in the United States, this book is a fantastic reminder of the power that books have. A child will read this story and feel seen, heard, and hopefully feel some peace. For children of the appropriate age, this book provides the opportunity for a wonderful exercise in empathy. The message of this story is truly something a lot of children out there and even some adults might need to hear. Join Isla on a transformative journey of self-discovery where she learns that even the most traumatic experiences can be triumphantly overcome with the power of love and understanding. Mrs. Frenchie's Evil Ring is available everywhere books are sold. On me and uh, the circle of mutuals that I have built on social media. Uh, so I guess that's why for, for indie authors is a little, it's a little tricky when, when it comes to marketing. And that is something that we have to think about. And that is to, to nurture circles, to nurture those connections, because they in turn will, will help you and you will help them as well to, to reach an audience, to get traction 
when it comes to the marketing of the books. But really, to to keep this short, I will continue to read more on this marketing campaign. But what I've gathered from this is to get in early and start early. And it could be just as simple as pushing out one strategic image, one strategic vibe post. I have seen uh, people push out Spotify playlists when they start their books and um, and they use that as a way to tell the readers or potential reader what kind of vibe they're going to get from that book. I have seen uh, potential book covers, right? Or I have seen character illustrations for the characters in that book as well being pushed out as these little pieces of nuggets that gain interest and pique the curiosity of um, readers or potential readers for that book. So that's what I'm getting from this is to start early, to be strategic about what elements I want to push forth that will send the right message to my potential readers and then to continue on with that traction and to evolve and to be social on social media. So that way the traction can maintain. And when I mean evolve, that means that that piece of nugget, right, needs to turn into something else. And then that something else into something else once again, until it develops into like, boom, this is the book. This is what I've been talking about. It's almost like a lead up, right? Like a climb on the mountain, how you start from the bottom and then you get to the top. And then it's almost like you have to bring the reader through that in in this marketing plan from the very bottom, how we started all the way to the very end. And boom, folks, readers, this is what I have to give you. But it's not a shocking surprise to them because the readers have already seen most of the steps leading to the book. So they kind of understand the book already. While they may not have read it yet, they may not have seen your arcs and, and blah, blah, blah. But it's almost to them like it's a familiar thing because they have seen so much of it. So that's what I've gotten from the Barbie marketing. And that is something that I'm going to not entertain, I was going to say entertain, but that is something that I'm going to follow. And I've kind of have, um, because I, I, I've i been leaving little nuggets in my social media of The Devil That Haunts Me, which is the book that I'm still in the rewriting process. Because what I'm not going to do, because I have learned already, is what happened with Mrs. Franchi's Evil Ring. And that is that I didn't market that book until it was 80% done. And Angie that told me that I needed to start early, that it is, she equated it to a pregnancy. She was like, as soon as you know you're pregnant, you need to start talking about that baby. That's how how she explained it to me. So that's what the Barbie movie did right here. As soon as they knew that they were going to start shooting scenes on on that movie, they started marketing and, and, and throwing little nuggets here and there for, for the audience to hold on to and to have something to look forward to. I think that is the key there. If you think strategically about that, what do you want the audience or the reader to hold on to or to look forward to? That should be kind of like the intent of the message as you go up the mountain. What do you want to leave them with? 
And what do you want them to be hopeful about? Like craving it, right? So that way, when you get to the mountaintop and you're like, ah, I got the book, it's here. Do you want it? You have like hundreds of hands reaching out to you and saying, yes, yes, I want it. I want it. Can you imagine that? That's what I got out of it, people. I am I am fucking psyched right now. <laughs> I have one more chapter to rewrite so that way I can make my goal, my weekly goal of rewriting two chapters every week. And um, and then I would have done that. So I'm smack in the middle of uh, of the book when it comes to rewrite. So wish me luck. And if you're listening to this and you're a little curious about the book, uh, let me know. It wasn't intentional, really. I'm trying to dissect this marketing. But if something caught your attention, then I need to know so that way I can make it intentional next time. All right. So... I hope my ramblings for today have taught you something. I know talking out loud really helps me to understand uh, a subject and kind of like talking to you all helps me to make sense of certain things that kind of made sense in my head, but now they make even more sense outside of my head. I really hope the same was for you. And I really hope to see you next time. As you know, we have new episodes every Wednesday. And I can't wait to see you again here. If you like what you're listening to, or if you have any recommendations, let me know. Leave me a review. Subscribe. Or you can send me an email at joahavacupofjoani.com. I will see you later. Bye. Oh, we could, we could fly. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the show. See you on the next episode. Bye. Oh, we could, we could fly. Oh, we could, we could fly.